66. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. All right, what was your favorite? What was the favorite commercial that you caught in the Super Bowl? Five minutes after 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. It is the 4th of February, and welcome to it. A 70-degree swing, what we lived through last week around Wisconsin, from sub-zero bone-chilling temperatures to above average over the weekend. And now the water she runs. A lot of our farmers are going to be having to do some fast shuffling, not just because of the water, but... Also making sure their livestock doesn't uh, get impacted by this swinging temperature gradient and uh, get sick on us. Dense fog advisory in effect till 8 a.m. this morning for the listeners in the west, 10 a.m. this morning for the east. It's going to stay cloudy all day. We're going to top out around 46 as far as temperatures, but then our temperatures start sliding this afternoon, slowly falling through the 30s by this afternoon. It's going to be a little windy out of the southwest, then switching to the northwest, 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, down to 16. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Could see some snow later in the day tomorrow, or it could be mixed with freezing rain. 30 are expected high on Tuesday. Wednesday, cloudy with some light snow and 32. And then on Thursday, we start losing more temperatures, topping out only at 29. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has the weather details for us coming up in about 15 minutes. And also up before 6 o'clock, it has been getting a lot of attention in the state of Wisconsin. Now, thanks to the 2018 Farm Bill, legalized hemp production getting attention nationwide. We're going to talk with one grower from... uh, southern Wisconsin that is working on a cooperative to try to help get farmers and acres amped up in the state. Stick around for that before six. At Compere Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compeer Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compeer.com. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. It may seem like a distant memory, especially with what Wisconsin looks like today, but there were plenty of folks that had fond memories, I'm sure, from their county fair, their regional fair, their state fair. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Tell you what, if you go to a county fair, you may remember the food, you may remember the ride, you may remember the animals. If you're an exhibitor at the fair, you remember a whole lot of different things, Bob. And boy, I'll tell you, every county fair has stories that can be shared, exhibits that they would love to share, especially when it comes to some of the showcases we've seen. And we've seen some spectacular showcases, Pam, that is for sure. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And uh, 
I'm kind of getting anxious for fair season with this weather we've had the past week or so. But recently at the Wisconsin Association of Fairs Convention, one family from central Wisconsin was recognized with the Friend of the Fair Award, and that's the Meyer family, Randy Meyer and his family, from Loyal. They're dairy farmers but committed to the fairs, not only in Clark County, but all over the state of Wisconsin. Randy serving on the state fair board. You may be familiar with their pyramid hitch of draft horse that they've taken to fairs and farm technology days, but very involved in the fairs. If you don't have enough to do at home, get on the fair board and you'll find more than enough to do. Our Scott Schultz had a chance to talk to Randy about the award and uh, why this involvement in the fairs runs so deep in the Meyer family. Well, it's been all the way through, I guess. My parents were involved. They were 4-H leaders and everything, and then showing and that, and then our all my brothers and sisters was all involved with showing livestock and that during the years. Brothers and sister, I noticed you said. Just one. There's eight boys, and we each have a sister. <laughs> and she is a sister. And she is a sister. All right. And you were, uh, I've, I've heard stories anyway about uh, you hauling cattle way back in the day uh, to the fair in uh, Clark County, I imagine. And uh, you, you had kind of a special setup. It was before everybody had a cattle trailer. Uh, tell me about that. Well, that wasn't me. Now, that was before my part. Now, don't get me involved in this. No, it was actually, I know we have pictures back when they actually used one of the old chopper boxes at that time and loaded the fair calves in there and hauled them down with the tractor. Yeah, And you had farm hauls probably here to haul them with. No, that was a John Deere. <laughs> All right. And so, so yeah, it runs deep. And uh, how, many, how many boys you said again? There was eight boys, eight of us boys in the family. Eight boys and a girl. And so you guys all kind of, and, and your kids, I I'm, I know, stayed active with fair stuff. Right. They've been very involved. And we've actually gotten in more. The kids are, and we are too now, actually, with showing horses more than anything. We really don't show livestock anymore as far as in our family. It's all with the draft horses. And I've got Actually, we've got the hitch here that my son Chris has pretty well taken over, and I've got two other sons that have their own hitches too. So some fairs, it gets very interesting because you have five, six grandchildren out there competing against one another, and they're out to get one another. <laughs> All Belgians. Oh, yeah. Is there any other breed? <laughs> All right. And uh, you've, you've taken, when you, when you say the hitches, that's in the broad sense, but you've, you've had a unique hitch that you've taken to different fairs. Right, we've got the what we call the pyramid hitch, ten horse pyramid hitch, which is ten horses. It's four, three, two, and one out in the lead, and we go around to several fairs and events. We've been at Farm Technology Days, and we've done the Milwaukee State Fair. We've been to several county fairs around the state, and it's interesting because we actually hitch in the arena and explain everything about the equipment, about the horses. And people really enjoy that. And now, you know, guys our our parents' age probably enjoyed it even maybe more than we do. But everybody of all ages are finding it interest, uh, interesting. Uh, when I say our ages, our our pas are gone, and they actually farmed heavily with the horses, of course. And uh, but how, that interest is still there, isn't it? Why do you think that is? Why does everybody love a Belgian? Well, the big thing is, you know, nobody can believe the size. When they get next to them, that they just stand there with their eyes about popping out of their heads. 
you know, and that's where that really, you know, marvels there when they get up close to them and that, you know, they just get all excited. But it's been, you know, very interesting. We've met some wonderful people that are traveling like that with the show hitch and also with the pyramid hitch especially, you know, and that's where we got involved a lot this year with the Queen. She actually was at several events. Farm Technology Days, she rode with us in the one drive she rode. She was at, at Milwaukee, she rode on one of the hitches and rode along. She actually at the Brown County Fair, we were there at the Pyramid, she rode with us there, you know, and it got to be, you know, really interesting. She really enjoyed it, and she was just a great asset to have, you know, with us in that. And, and it got to be kind of a joke. They laughed about it at the state level. She'd see the list of fairs, and she'd look at it, and she goes, now, which one do you think the Myers will be at? You know, because she was looking forward to, you know, being with us and that and riding, you know, and that. So it was it was interesting. Now, back to your involvement on the on the county levels and all the way to the state level now with this. What uh, – you have family uh, who are on fair boards around yet, or do you? Or, and uh, – were you on? You might have even been on a fair board once or twice. I am right now. I'm on the fair board now. I'm actually president of Clark County Fair Board. Uh, my daughter Peggy is also for the uh, Central Wisconsin State Fair. She's on the fair board over there now at Marshfield. So it's one of those things, you know. Some people don't know when to say no and get the heck off of some of this. You know, they keep going. You know, but you know how that works. I I do a little bit. What does keep you going? Uh, is there something special about the fairs? Is it the memories? What really does keep you rolling at those fairs? Well, a lot of it is, I think, you know, the memories, but yet uh, a lot of it's the people you meet. I mean, there's some great people out there involved, especially, you know, in all aspects of the fair, but yet in the draft horse we found. I mean, some of our best friends are people that we've met through the draft horse, isn't that, and showing. And... Uh, is that is that hanging strong at the fairs? Uh, uh, I I love to go and look at the draft horses, just like so many other people. Uh, county to county, does it is there are there some that are uh, a lot stronger than others? And uh, how how is that going? Or do we have good strength with that area? It's actually it's it's strong, but yet it's down some. A lot of the fairs because we've lost some of our exhibitors and that and. It's not a cheap hobby to get back into if you're going to really get into it. And if you're going to buy the equipment and horses and that right now, it's expensive. So it's made a difference that way of some you know new ones coming in. But we've still got several young exhibitors, and it's just kind of a turnover now of some of them that have quit, you know, and other ones taking over. And it's, it's I guess if we look at it, we're covering more area because, like, my son and he that we just figured out the other day he actually showed in seven different states this year so they went to georgia they went to north carolina they were in uh, michigan they were in minnesota they were in iowa they were in wisconsin and they were in louisville kentucky so they in 13 days he hit three state shows probably a good thing you're here to milk cows somebody's got to keep it going yes (laughs) and keeping it going uh, talk about the importance of keeping the fairs going and and why is it important so, in so many ways? 
I think the main thing is it's for the education of the spectator as well as the kids that are involved in the fairs. I mean, there's so much that can be learned through working with projects, and if they use it for the educational part of it, there's a lot out there for them. There's a lot of benefit there. Plus, they meet a lot of them. It's interesting, at the convention every year, they honor, they have any people in the state can write in a stories about you know fairs and that and how many of these older couples met at the fair and then all of a sudden now they've been together for 50 years or whatever you know but all their memories go back to meeting at the fair the first time they took them on a ride or something you know and speaking of going on rides uh have you been lobbied yet or lobbied for uh getting the new fairs to the fair up on that hitch she's been on it she actually rode with us when we were at Brown County this last year. She was their queen, so then she did ride with us in one event. So we've got her. She's broke in already, so she's all ready to go. <laughs> That's great. I'm here with Randy Meyer, whose family is big into the fairs in so many ways, has for a long, long time over at Loyal in Clark County. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Seven Facet Diamond has been around since Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. They're beautiful, and Kessler's sells a lot of them. More than anyone in Wisconsin. I'm Monica Kessler. But Alexander Graham Bell never imagined cell phones. Just like the jewelers of yesterday never imagined the Kessler 81 Diamond. 81 windows, not just 57. And every one of those windows is a lighthouse. Shooting beams of light across the room. Delivering hope for tomorrow. And encouragement for today. Your one carat Kessler 81 created diamond. Or your one carat princess cut created diamond. Mounted in white gold. The definitive engagement ring. The classic solitaire. Is yours for just $3,500. For one carat? Other stores would sell this ring for twice that price. Welcome to Kessler's. And congratulations on your engagement. Find the Kessler's diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Hi, this is Dave Gary, the owner of the Princeton Clubs. The inspiration from our members is incredible. Just listen to this story from Lauren. I joke that joining the Princeton Club has gotten my husband back. He has lost over 100 pounds since we've been members, and in a couple weeks we get to go cheer him on on the Ironman. I love so much about the Princeton Club, but I say my favorite part is the Biggest Loser program. Not only are you working out and eating healthy, but the trainers are teaching you how to continue that after the 12 weeks. Joining that program helps me get the job start and the confidence I needed to keep going back and feel really good about myself. We go to Kids Club, the workers call my kids by name before we check in, and the Princeton Club really does feel like my second home. It has been the most incredible experience of my life. Thanks, Lauren. Your testimonial is an inspiration to all of us. And with Princeton Club locations all over the Madison area, you can come see how easy it is for you to get started. For a free trial pass, visit PrincetonClub.net. And now, America's fastest-growing farm sensation, it's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 520 now on a foggy start to a Monday morning, but I guess it's uh, it's lessening as we go on. Unfortunately, so are our temperatures. 
Time to talk with Stu Muckerag, meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. And man, 70 degree swing. I mean, that's about what we lived through in the past four days or so. That's that's just amazing. I was thinking about that. Think about, we always think about the animals, the people, but think about just things like your vehicles or the plants that are out there. They had to go through this too. Now it looks like we're kind of at the peak of the temperature pendulum though, aren't we? Yeah, we're about on the, on the how about the crest of the roller coaster? Mm-hmm. And now it all starts going downhill again. A very mild way to start into a new week. Of course, it comes along with fog and some rain. Rain around the La Crosse area and pushing up into northern Wisconsin. About 17 hundredths of an inch of rain, at least at the airport so far this morning at La Crosse. And we're not done yet. What we have is low pressure building into western Wisconsin. There's somewhat of a stationary front from Manitowoc, oh, through Marshfield over to western Wisconsin to that low. A cool front extends south into Iowa. That's all going to build east today. I expect all of us see a little rain out of it, some drizzle, uh, maybe a tenth of an inch. A little could be just a bit heavier in southern Wisconsin, a couple tenths of an inch of rain. But we're going to start seeing a little snow and the like mixing in further north in the state. We see this system all pull through today. It cools off for the nighttime, but the next low will pass further south later Tuesday. Another chance of some mixed precipitation returns. Temperatures a bit cooler than freezing for daytime highs, so we're talking snow, maybe a little freezing rain and sleet. This one we'll have to watch again by Tuesday night. That mix of precipitation a possibility could be around that way. Another mix even for Wednesday night. Not ideal wintry weather, but certainly not like last week's deep freeze. I'll have forecast details right after this. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. All right, 523. Go ahead, Stu. Give us a little bit of a setup for this week. I mean, like you said, this is about as good as she's going to get, and it's going to get complicated before Friday. Yeah, there's all kinds of moving parts here, and none of them seem to be moving in the same direction. So we started off cloudy, dense fog, of course, in some areas, rain and drizzle this morning, and it will be around. Like I've said, could be another tenth of an inch across, a tenth of an inch or two in southern Wisconsin. Most of us now heading up into the mid or upper 40s, but those temps will drop off as we head toward midday and afternoon. Winds become northwest about 8 to 18. Even partly cloudy for a time overnight. Mid and low teens for nighttime lows. Northwest winds 5 to 15, but the clouds redevelop. And Tuesday, midday in the afternoon, some snow developing on the light side, a little dusting. Upper 20s for highs. North winds at 5 become east later. Wednesday, well, Tuesday night, that mix of precipitation. And Wednesday, not bad, around freezing in southern Wisconsin, 32, Pam, in the 20s further north. 
but it's going to slowly continue to add up and keep that cooler air in store. All right, thanks, Stu. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. And around the state, you really notice uh, how, I guess, kind of things are changing. La Crosse, you're cloudy in 45. Mauston, cloudy in 45. Madison, cloudy in 45. Then you go to Fond du Lac, they're cloudy in 43 right now. Oshkosh, cloudy in 37. You get up towards Green Bay, and they're only at 34 degrees. So already we can start to see a little bit of a gradient moving around out there. All right, coming up after 5.30, we're talking hemp in Wisconsin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Whether you are going on a short vacation or consider yourself a snowbird, it is important to prep your home before you leave. Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the Madison Police Department Crime Prevention Unit have 10 safety tips for you. Number one, make sure all of your exterior doors and windows are locked and then double check them all. Number two, make sure someone will shovel your sidewalk. Number three, have someone you trust check on your house every day or every other day. Number four, leave a contact number with a neighbor in case of an emergency. Tip number five, stop your mail and newspapers. Number six, make sure you have lights set on automatic timers and install exterior motion lights if you don't have them. Number seven, encourage a neighbor with more than one vehicle to park their vehicle in your driveway or garage. Number eight, don't mention that you're away on social media sites. Not only does it tell thieves you're away, but it's free information for scammers. Tip number nine, make an inventory list with photos of all your valuables. And tip number 10, make sure to sign up for Madison Police Department's vacation watch service. You can visit at madisonpolice.com for more information. Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry Infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers? Yes, Stacy. vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at gansercompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now. Or step into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Ganser, that's the answer. Everybody always says, you know, oh, someday I would like to whatever, and you never do. It's like you think someday, someday, and then just decided someday is going to be now. Some of my happiest patients are those that have had children and are trying to get their pre-pregnancy body back. I have given birth to two babies. One of them is a vertical incision C-section, so I was left with this big scar on my stomach and then, you know, just the extra fat that comes with having a baby there. I had it done because I had such a hard time fitting into pants would fit me in the legs, but I couldn't find something that was comfortable in the waist. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. That's his specialty. I think it's great. It's perfectly flat. There's no more flab down there. My pants fit well. I think it looks amazing. Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartell.com.
Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Some people don't mind taking a risk. Like the guy who thinks he can squeeze one more mile out of the fuel tank but runs out of gas. Or taking a giant swig out of an expired jug of milk. The one thing you don't want to take a chance on is your water heater going out. If it's over 12 years old, you might think about calling Benjamin Plumbing. They'll let you know if you're due for a replacement. And they only install top brand water heaters. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Wacky Water Heater? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. The topic of the day, Robbie, uh, Jeff Janis, who was on a podcast, you know, critical of Aaron Rodgers and the body language and the demeanor and his interaction with players. And I'm you look at this one of two ways. You say disgruntled employee, you know, guy who didn't really perform here and, you know, taking pot shots on the way out the door, kind of like Winston Moss, kind of like Greg Jennings or the flip side of look. Even though he didn't have a great career, he was still in the locker room, still in the huddle, still on the practice field for three years. You trust what he's going to say. What side of this do you come in on as far as putting stock in the Janice comments? Yeah, no, I, I totally put full stock in what Janice had to say there. And, and Joe, I've got a story up. I put it up last night at Forbes.com uh, as well. Just several ex-Packers questioning whether this rogers Lafleur marriage is going to work. Jermichael Finley, Greg Jennings, Kabir, guys like that. Um you know, who, who said largely the same thing. Um, they question whether Rodgers really at this stage of his career is coachable. And and people go at you then, Joe, on Twitter, and I'm always amazed by this because, I mean, for the most part, they have on such thick uh, green and gold Packer blinders that they, they just they don't want to hear any of this. And, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess just go to Packers.com every single day. And, and read the PR fluff spin on things rather than uh, getting it from journalists who want to tell both sides of the story. Um, and, and Joe, I mean, think about it, Joel, for a second. Um, everybody is quick then to dismiss guys like Jeff Janis, guys like Greg Jennings, guys like Jermichael Finley, um, who they say want to take shots on their way out the door. Well, Joe, I mean, you, you tell me what's going to happen to that player if they go on the record and rip the quarterback while they're part of the franchise right now. Right. Um, you know, he's the highest-paid player in the league, Joe. I mean, in, in essence, he, he won the power struggle with, 
with Mike McCarthy uh, and, and a lot of the undermining he did there with McCarthy was a big reason, I think, at the end that things went south and sour and failed for McCarthy. Um, Joe, I mean, I just I think people are so quick to discredit a source based on um, if he's in the building or not right now or they're looking for ulterior motives and they just don't want to hear, you know, anything negative about their their hero, superhero, worship quarterback. And, uh, you know, this guy that they worship every single Sunday. And, and Joe, I, th- I think the criticism, I think, I think it's all legitimate. I think it's all fair. Um, and I just, I, like in any line of work, Joe, um, a person is, is just far more, um, I, I guess, willing to talk about uh, what happened and, and, and put things on the record once they're gone from a company or a corporation obviously then then they're willing to do that when when they're inside the corporation and and Joe I think people are just really short-sighted if if they choose to dismiss all that information as as being sour grapes or something like that Joe I take a guy like Jermichael Finley for example who ripped Rodgers a handful of times when he was part of the Packer organization and he just got lambasted for it um he was one of the few guys to have the guts and the courage to go on the record and and talk about it back then I've had a lot of players Joe through the years tell me things about Rodgers, and it's off the record, and obviously you understand why they do it that way. Finley had the kahunas to go on the record and do it, Joe, and, and he's still doing it to this day. He's telling people, you know, at, le- at least what he believes the truth to be, and, and it doesn't always shine the quarterback in a particularly nice light, Joe, and, and for the most part, again, people just don't want to hear that. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, you know, if there is a flip side, it would be, Robbie, you know, guys that have had success, you know, the Jordy Nelsons and the Donald Drivers of the world, you've never heard anything. And the one that really, to me, would be the interesting talking point is James Jones, because here's a guy who works in the NFL Network. He's kind of an information guy. I mean, I would think if he had dirt, either he would spill it to get airtime or the NFL Network with all this going on, I would say, hey, what's the skinny on Aaron Rodgers? What does that say that, you know, a, a Jordy Nelson, a, a James Jones, a TJ Lang, a Josh Sitton, a, a, a James Jones, some of these guys that have had successful careers, you've never heard any of that? Well, I mean, don't put Driver in that category, Joe. You remember in the Gunslinger book, he took a couple shots at uh, at Rogers himself, and he caught a lot of heat for it. And, and, and Joe, a lot of these guys, uh, their motives are, are strictly personal. I mean, a lot of their... A lot of their uh, decisions, whether to, to talk or put things on the record, are, are very calculated. I mean, a guy like Driver, for example, Joe, understands the big picture. He wants to stay part of the Packer family. He wants to be part of the Packer organization long term. Um, he wants to go out and do signings and, and have the Packers back him on that kind of stuff. So it certainly makes sense for a guy like Driver. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a Monday morning. Can you believe it? On this day back in 2004, Facebook was founded. They say right now it's probably got a billion active users around the world. Also on this date back in 1789, George Washington elected our first president of the United States. And am I dating myself? On this day back in 1987, Liberace died. <laughs> I didn't think it was that long ago. I'm PM Yankee. Now, 
from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk. Here's what's happening on a Monday. Of course, we're looking forward to seeing you later this week at the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Winter Conference. It's going to be Friday and Saturday at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Last week, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association gathered together down in New Orleans for their industry conference. And one of the special guests, Kevin Good, he's a market analyst with Cattle Facts. Now, contrary to what you may have heard, beef producers didn't have a real awful 2018. And believe it or not, Kevin Good believes 2019 should hold together pretty well for beef producers again. There's some factors that have offset those supplies. Trade's been huge benefit for us. The last three years we've had double-digit export growth. We feel like that trend will continue, not as rapidly, but we've got exports for this year up 6%. Imports have been limited primarily because we have seen elevated cow slaughter, and there's a strong correlation there. If you produce more trim domestically, you don't import as much. So that balance of trade has taken a lot of that production growth off the market. And so our per capita supplies have been pretty flat for the last couple of years with strong economy. You know, we've gotten along very good price-wise, and so we're optimistically starting the year that uh, that trend continues. That's Kevin Good. He's a market analyst with Cattle Facts. He says going into 2020, economists say there may be a potential slowdown in the U.S. economy, and that in turn could change consumer incomes, consumer spending, and in turn, the beef industry's outlook. But so far for 2019, he remains optimistic. Well, we have some Wisconsin dairy producers and dairy veterinarians that have been recognized with national honors. Tell you about their awards and get you up to speed on the markets next. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. Here's a little tire trivia for you. Did you realize that the actual surface area that makes contact between a tire and the road is really pretty small? For a passenger tire, it's only about the size of a postcard. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, where everything is all under one roof. So you think about that postcard when you're driving on Wisconsin's icy, wintry roads. Will it protect you? Will it protect your family, keep you out of the ditch? My friends at McFarland's can not only evaluate the tires you're currently using, but they can get you set up with brand new ones. And it doesn't matter whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, they've got it all under one roof and they're ready to take care of you. So when it comes to doing battle with Mother Nature and Wisconsin roads, when you're looking for good traction and safe travel, look to my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12 in the heart of Sauk City. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. The National Mastitis Council had their annual meeting down in Savannah, Georgia, and some of our Wisconsin dairies and Wisconsin veterinarians picked up 
high honors. Dr. Andy Johnson, better known affectionately as the Utter Doctor, was presented the organization's Award of Excellence. He served as president of the National Mastitis Council back in 2003. Now Andy is working as the Herd Health and Wellness Veterinarian for Grande Cheese. Congratulations, Utter Doctor. And then two of our dairies, actually three of our dairies from Wisconsin, picked up platinum awards for their milk quality. That was Cottonwood Dairy, Jim Wynn and Brian and Randy Larson in South Wayne, United Dreams Dairy, LLC, Tim and Lisa Everett, Rick and Rhonda Lehman, Jeff Everett and Michael Neiman from North Freedom, and the University of Wisconsin Marshfield Herd also picking up platinum awards from the National Mastitis Council down in Savannah, Georgia. Congratulations. That is quite a feat. Well, markets and overnight electronic trade a little softer rolling into our Monday. Right now, looking at our corn trade, March corn's unchanged, December corn unchanged, 402 and a quarter. March beans are down a quarter. November beans up a quarter right now, 957 and a half. Barrel cheese on Friday dropped a quarter of a cent to 130. 40 pound block cheese up three quarters of a cent at a dollar fifty. Double A butter was unchanged to twenty nine a pound. Coming up next, it offers a new market, that's for sure. But what do you need to know about hemp production? And does Wisconsin have the infrastructure to help that industry grow? Talking about that next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry Infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers? Yes, Stacy. vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at gansercompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now. Or step into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Ganser, that's the answer. Some time ago, I decided to limit my practice to those procedures which I felt that I was the best at, and that's why I've limited entirely now to cosmetic body recontouring. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. That's his specialty, so his technique and results are exceptional. It has changed my life, made me feel better about myself. A lot of people do notice, and I'm not afraid to say that I had it done either. It doesn't bother me. When I do, people say, you know what, good for you. If that's what you wanted and that's what makes you happy, then go for it. I enjoy body recontouring because I'm able to actually change people's lives, make them feel better about themselves. I love the way I look now. It was a big change. It really boosted my self-confidence for myself, not to be out and try to show myself off, but it made me feel good inside. Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartell.com. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You know, as we roll towards 6 o'clock on a Monday morning, there is one crop that has been drawing an awful lot of attention here in Wisconsin and across the countryside. Legalized industrial hemp production caught on with a lot of growers last year that just wanted to try it. The Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection was overwhelmed 
with the number of applications for permits to grow and process the crop here in the state. And because of the popularity of the opportunity, they've extended the uh, application deadline for 2019 permits to March 1st. There's a lot of different folks looking at hemp, not just farmers, not just traditional farmers in the sense, but we've also got community groups that are monitoring it. We've got people that have never grown a garden that want to try hemp. And then, of course, there's the processing side. So things are pretty fragmented right now, but there's one group trying to pull folks together in a cooperative sense. Steve Atchison can tell you all about it. He's in southern Wisconsin, and he's helping to coordinate the South Central Wisconsin Hemp Cooperative. It's a group of organic farmers, because that's where the market is, activists and community leaders that are putting together resources and information and trying to create a whole new community to help this very new industry. I had a chance to visit with Steve during the Wisconsin Farmers Union State Convention, learn more about him, his passion for the crop, and where he sees this industry going. So I grew up on a small dairy farm uh, near Campbellsport, Wisconsin, when I was a kid. And uh, jump forward, I went in the military after that. I was in the Army for five years. I deployed to Sutter City, Iraq in 2005, and, and that really changed my entire outlook on life. And I feel for for the better. Uh, you got to go through some tough things to get to the other side of it. But when I came home, uh, I had some injuries, and that led to me getting out of the Army and came back to Wisconsin, got an engineering degree from Platteville, but just really felt like that wasn't where I needed to be. And I came across a CSA farm uh, and volunteered a couple days, and it was like a light switch went off. It was like, wow, I can apply this engineering degree to farming again. And once I got back on the farm and realized how much healing potential there was for me as a veteran to come home and, and assimilate back into this culture, if you will, that we have is not an easy thing for a lot of vets. And when they get out of the military, a lot of them feel like they don't have a purpose anymore and don't have that camaraderie anymore and that community of support. And it's true. Like we don't, we wave the flag. We do all these things that say we support veterans, but why do we have a 20 plus veteran suicide rate, which isn't even as high as the farmer suicide rate in Wisconsin. So, so I got to see where the veteran issues intersected with agricultural issues. And so that's really where I try to focus my advocacy now. Um, I, I ran a 140 member CSA farm with my partner, Steph, and we did wholesale and farmer's markets. And it was, you know, a hundred hour a week yeah. certified organic vegetable operation. So it was no joke. And then in 2016, I had my third back surgery uh, from a service connected injury, which kind of forced me to step back and reevaluate, you know, physically, what am I capable of doing mentally? What can I handle? And that, that kind of opened up um, my eyes to the potential for, for hemp um, in Wisconsin. And luckily we have a legal framework already, but they legalized it federally um, with the 2018 farm bill. So that is just basically went from having nothing to having a completely new crop that farmers can grow to add profitability. And so I do a lot of work with our farmers union and within that framework, we're trying to organize our members who are interested in growing hemp to form cooperatively kind of regionally within the state. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, bad actors coming into the state from out of, out of town, promising farmers a lot right now. And I think most of us who, who see what's happened in other states realize that we need to kind of slow down and figure this out before we tell farmers to jump in head first. 
And so that's what we're trying to do right now um, is we're, we're, we're well into the process of forming a hemp cooperative within South Central Wisconsin. So that would include Rock, Dane, Iowa, Grant, or not Grant, I'm sorry, Rock, Dane, Iowa, Green, and Lafayette counties, mm-hmm. uh, which cor- correlates with our South Central Farmers Union chapter pretty well. Um, we, we went into Dane County a little bit, but that's just because there's a lot of folks there. But uh, so that's really what myself and another one of our Farmers Union members, F.L. Morris, uh, who's our vice president of our chapter, are, are spearheading right now. And with that comes its own unique uh, challenges because it's a big industry. Yeah. It's a diverse industry. How are you trying to segment or channel where you put all the emphasis? And that's actually been the most of the conversations that FL and I have. You know, when we first started, we had probably 30 things on our list of like, choke points in this industry what are farmers running up against like they can grow it but can they dry it can they harvest it can they process it so it's identifying these choke points and then once we identified choke points it was reaching out to other farmers other industry folk to figure out what is already where there's already work being done and where maybe it makes most sense for us to leave that up to industry folks who are already doing it and and figuring out like really just scaling down at every every idea it was like scaling it down to the most local laser focus level that we could and so this first year um and i think the crux of what our co-op will do is is research um and so the good thing about the farm bill is it opened up a lot of grant funding opportunities for the first time for hemp the last year even though we had a legal framework in wisconsin there was no federal grant money now there is so we're trying to be some of the first folks outreaching to the universities i'm working with the va to try to run a veteran internship program as well um, but really the, the the co-op itself would like to focus on research and then collaborative uh, buying of seeds and clones and nutrients if needed and then also collaborative marketing uh, and that's first year goals um, we, we realize there are a lot of other choke points along the way um, there's harvesting needs there's definitely drying needs there are a lot of people who grew hundreds of acres of hemp last year and have literally nowhere to dry it. And hemp isn't something like tobacco you can just hang up in your in your very passive hoop house to dry. You need very active uh, drying methods. Really? Yeah, so you're talking fans and dehumidifiers, and your processor wants it from 20-some percent in the field to 6% water content within days. So um, there's other methods for different markets, but, you know, I don't want to get too into the weeds on, no yeah. n- pun intended. Um but so so really it was it was taking all these big ideas that all need their their focus no doubt but then coming to the realization that we're just a really small like two person endeavor at this point with no money uh and, and we're getting there all that will come in good time but but it's really just hitting these kind of low hanging fruit sure. at at this first year what do you think Farmers should ask themselves, or anybody that's thinking about getting a permit for 2019, to your point, a lot of people had a learning lesson in 2018 and walked away with zero as far as return on investment, right? What should they be asking themselves if they're all gung-ho 2019? Because you've already vetted a lot of those uh, questions. Well, first, what's your own experience growing? I think that what happened last year was that a lot of folks who who thought it would be this magic crop just jumped into it without even knowing how to start a seed and it's not a weed in the sense that you can just play johnny Appleseed and throw it in a vacant vacant lot and expect to be profitable you have to manage it like you would manage any other any other crop on your farm um you know if you're growing hemp in the field you got to imagine you're growing like a canola oil and all the nutrients and management that go along with that if you're growing for cbd I mean, if you don't have experience growing high-quality tomatoes, per se, 
or very diverse vegetables, uh, especially organic, because that's what the industry is clamoring for is organic. So if you're a conventional row crop farmer, you need to really think hard before you transition. If you grew soybeans last year, you will not have good luck growing hemp this year, period. Uh, there's just a lot of disease overlap that goes on. So these are all considerations that, that farmers need to make, um, you know, besides just the profitability of the crop. Like on paper, yes, this crop looks very attractive right now. You're talking $50,000 plus an acre. If you know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing, you're looking at about a $10,000 a loss per acre. Uh, so, so really research, not just your grower methods and what you're capable of and your equipment, but also what are you going to do with it after you grow it? That is the biggest choke, choke point right now, uh, is, is both harvesting, drying and processing. Um, and you know, that's just in the CBD side of it. I'm not talking about grain or fiber, which have even more choke points. Even though CBD is the least known, it's actually got the most available processing. We don't have decorticators industrial scope here. You've got to go to Nebraska or Kentucky for that. We don't have big-time big grain dryers here for hemp seed like they do other places. So really just know not just what you want to do to grow it, but how you're going to get it off your farm and actually make profit off of that. And that's what the co-op is trying to do. It's, it's realizing that we, we can do this better internally farmer producer led yep. than having somebody top down with private investment coming out of state promising us these big ideas without being able to deliver on that so i'm always a fan of under promising and over delivering mm -hmm. than coming in with these big numbers and promises and then leaving the farmer to do it all themselves but you are you're a young man and you feel that this could be a revitalization Absolutely. for young guys as you said veterans possibly yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm connected with a number of veteran entities, the Veteran Farmer Coalition, uh, uh, some other online, more social support type groups around cannabis. And absolutely, the community support that comes with a crop like this is undeniable. I think that it has a whole different kind of mindset, especially on the CBD side of collaborativeness. And this is for medicine. We want to grow this in a healthy, organic revitalized, you know, or, or, or uh, renewable way, if you will, sustainable way. So that alone kind of breeds a healing environment for veterans more so than say like, you know, I don't want a single, I don't, I'm, I'm for all kinds of farming. And so I'm not trying to be anti any kind of farming, but there are different methods of farming that lend better to healing environments for vets than others. Steve Atchison is his name and they are just getting started. The South Central Wisconsin Hemp Cooperative, looking for farmers, activists, community leaders, anybody that has uh, something to bring to the table when it comes to organizing Wisconsin's industrialized hemp industry. Uh, like Steve points out, it is in its infancy right now. He wants to make sure that the farmers, the landowners, are the ones that uh, gain the benefits from this new cropping opportunity and not just commercial interests. We're all out of time this morning. We'll catch up with you tomorrow morning. Be careful if you're driving out there. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I had my daughter six years ago. So I gained about 80 pounds with her and pretty much lost it all. But I had the loose skin on my stomach that just would not go away no matter what I tried. Exercising, dieting, 